Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello and welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 59 and I'm your host, Kim Hagel. On today's show, we're going to be talking all about goal setting and how to set goals that stick. Because it's that time of year when we tend to reflect on the year that's gone by and set intentions for the year ahead. And many of us are setting goals or intentions for 2022. Now, last week, we chatted with Dr. Maggie Landis about New Year's resolutions and the dangers of diet culture's New Year, New You trap. Maggie shared about weight cycling and how that can have a negative impact on our health and how we can then focus on our health beyond the scale. So that's a good episode to listen to if you're feeling tempted to set weight loss as a New Year's resolution. But today I wanted to talk about goals in general because weight aside, many of us have goals or intentions for the new year. Perhaps we want to work out more or start working out for the first time, or maybe our intention is to get more organized, that's mine, or practice meditation regularly, or maybe we even have career or financial or relationship goals. January seems to be the time that we take this inventory of our life, reflect on what's working and what isn't, and then we make plans to change, improve, or grow for the year ahead. And while I actually do love this process of reflection and planning for the future with intention, and I do this myself, not only on New Year's, but regularly throughout the year, I believe there's some very important things to know and think about before you start so that you can set yourself up to be successful. Because let's face it, the vast majority of goals are not achieved, especially goals set at New Year's. According to a study from the University of Scranton, 90% of New Year's goals are abandoned before completion. So you know what? If you haven't set any goals for a while, I can't really blame you because you've probably tried it before multiple times and it doesn't work for you. So it makes sense that you might think there's no point in trying. On the other hand, though, having goals can really help us move the needle in our life. A study from Harvard Business School found that 86% of people don't have goals, but the 14% who do are 10 times more successful than those without goals. And then the 3% who wrote their goals down are three times more successful than the 14% with unwritten goals. Now, I'm not sure how this study would measure success. That seems pretty ambiguous and subjective to me, so needless to say, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in the validity of this study. But the fact remains that having goals can be a good motivator and, if set properly, can act like a roadmap that moves us in the direction we want to go in life. So how then do we set goals that stick? How can we set ourselves up to be successful so that we can make the changes we want to see in our life and not be one of the 90% of people who don't meet their goals? So before we can talk about what works, let me share with you why it is that most of our goals go unmet. 
There's a couple fundamental mistakes that nearly everyone makes when setting goals for themselves, and it's 100% not your fault. It's simply the way that we are programmed and socialized. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the SMART goals. This is the tool that most of us have been taught to use to set goals. It's an acronym where S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, the A stands for attainable or action-oriented. In other words, there's a clear process to follow to get to your goal. And then the R is that it's realistic and the T stands for timely. So let's use an example of someone saying they want to start working out. Well, right off the bat, that is not a SMART goal. It's not specific. There's nothing to measure. I mean, how will you know if you've achieved the goal? Start working out is very vague, and there's no action plan or timeline involved. So the first step to setting yourself up for success is to follow the SMART system. So to make this particular goal specific, let's change it up a little and say, I want to improve my strength by working out with weights three times a week for three months. That's much more specific. It's measurable because we can measure our current strength and the improvements to our strength in three months. It's actionable. You're going to use weights and it's realistic and there's a time frame involved. So this is a very good start and that's what most of us do and that's where we stop. But if you stop here, I guarantee there's a very strong likelihood that the goal won't stick. See, there's two big gaps in the SMART goal system. And the first is around your motivation or your why for the goal. And the second has to do with assumptions we make about how achieving the goal will improve our life. So let's talk about the motivation issue first, since you know that's my favorite thing. When we set a goal, it's so important that we move past the SMART framework and ask ourselves why we want this change. What do we think that achieving this goal will give us? I want you to think of the last goal you set for yourself and then think about what was your why? What were you hoping would be different when you achieved it? Now, let me ask you this. Was your motivation for the goal love-based or fear-based? In other words, were you trying to fix something about yourself or to grow and expand or add joy and abundance into your life? Let me give you some examples in terms of this strength training goal example. A fear-based goal would be to lose weight and look better. A love-based goal would be to feel less pain in our body. A fear-based goal would be to meet the national physical activity recommendations. A love-based goal would be to have more stamina to keep up with the kids. A fear-based goal, so I don't get osteoporosis. A love-based goal, so I stay strong and mobile as I age. So if you didn't meet the goal that you set for yourself in the past, I'm willing to bet that your motivation behind it was fear-based. You were hoping that achieving this goal would fix something that you didn't like about yourself and that you'd feel better about yourself in achieving it. Well, fear is never a good motivator, and I believe this is the number one reason why 90% of goals aren't achieved. And to tell you the truth, This is why I hate all the marketing around New Year's resolutions and goals in the first place, because they are often rooted in fear. 
There's really nothing special or magical about January 1st, but there's a whole lot of pressure to set goals and make changes in your life because we've just gone through the holiday season after a month of being really busy, hustling, shopping, spending, socializing, eating, drinking, and just doing all the things. We can feel like we've strayed from what's important to us or we've neglected our own needs and self-care during the hustle bustle. So the perceived need to rein things in and do a complete life overhaul can be really strong. Fear-based goals are fundamentally rooted in the belief that you are not enough or not good enough as you are, and that you need to be better in order to be valuable or acceptable. It doesn't matter what the goal is, whether it's strength training, losing weight, making more money, or starting a meditation practice. If you're operating from the belief that you're fundamentally flawed and need to change, no action that you take or result that you get is going to make you feel better. Even if you achieve said goal, there will always be something else to strive for, something else you need to fix, because essentially you're seeking to validate your worth through your achievements instead of acknowledging and accepting that your worth is innate. Now, tagging on to this is the second gap in the SMART goal framework, which is the assumptions we make about achieving goals. Essentially, when you set a SMART goal for yourself, you're trying to create a behavioral change. We're trying to do something different in hopes that if you do the thing you commit to doing and get a different result, you will feel better. That's where the assumption part comes in and honestly why we find behavioral change so hard in the first place. Because you have to commit to something that's new or hard or different that takes you out of your comfort zone in the hopes or assumption that it will indeed give you the result you desire and that the result will make you feel how you want to feel. That's a whole lot of what ifs and a huge leap of faith and there's no guarantees that it will work. Now, when we layer that on to setting goals from a place of fear, it's no wonder that we abandon our goals. Because what happens if the goal doesn't make us feel how we hoped? What happens if we commit to this action and we do everything we said we're going to do, but it doesn't give us the desired result? We put all our stock in this outcome that is not guaranteed and certainly isn't guaranteed to give us the emotional reward we're looking for. And that's exactly why we abandon our goals because it's exhausting to put the work into something that's outside of our comfort zone or maybe even downright not enjoyable if we don't see the return on our investment of time, energy, money, and mental resources. So that's where we go wrong with goals. To recap those three mistakes, the first is not being crystal clear on what we want and the steps that we're going to take to get there. And that's where SMART goals can come in handy. Second mistake is operating from a fear-based mindset rather than a love-based mindset. And three, focusing on the outcome and making assumptions about how that outcome will make you feel. So then how do you set goals that stick? Well, here are three simple steps you can take. Number one, ask yourself this most important question every time you set a goal. Is this fear or love? Am I trying to fix myself or add to my life? If you find that you're operating out of fear, ask yourself, what goal would I set if I believed that I was good enough as I am? Step two, set feeling goals. Decide how you want to feel as opposed to what you want to do. If you start by saying, I want to feel stronger because I think that will help me have more stamina to keep up with the kids, that's a love-based goal. 
And there's abundant choices, abundant ways that you can work towards meeting that goal. You're no longer boxed into weight training three times a week, although that's certainly an option, but you can also explore lots of other ways to improve your strength that maybe are more enjoyable and fun for you and that would add to your life. Step three, set process goals, not outcome goals. Outcomes are never guaranteed, so be really careful about where you make assumptions. So rather than say, I'm going to run this many miles or lose this many pounds or lift this much weight or take this many classes, that really sets you up for all or nothing thinking and feeling like a failure if you don't achieve the outcome. Instead, try expanding your feeling goal by adding a process you're committing to. For example, I want to feel stronger so I can have more stamina to keep up with the kids, so I'll commit to doing some form of movement that challenges me three days a week. Do you hear how there's so much more room for choice and to listen to your body and intuition? You're still committed and you're still taking regular action, but it's from a place of self-care and adding to your life instead of a drudgerous to-do. So to recap those three steps to goals that stick, love versus fear, feeling goals, and process goals over outcome goals. Now, if you are listening to this in real time, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a goal-setting webinar this week on Wednesday, January 12th at noon Eastern time. I'm going to put the link to register in the show notes. This will be workshop style, and I'll be expanding upon what I taught you here today and walking you through the process of setting your own goals for the year ahead. I'll coach you in real time to help you identify your deeper motivation so you can move past the fear and needing to fix yourself, and instead set inspired goals that will help you expand into more of the amazing person you already are. So you can register on my website to get access to the webinar and also get the workbook that goes along with it. It will be a very high-value class where you'll leave with a good, solid plan for yourself. And for those who want more, I will also be chatting about my coaching services and offering a very special bonus to those who decide that this is the year to stop dieting and embrace self-acceptance. Now, if you know you can't make it live, but you want this class, go ahead and register anyway, and I will send you the recording. And if you're listening to this episode later and you missed it, feel free to send me an email or a DM over on Instagram and I'll hook you up. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd love to hear how this episode has helped you. So feel free to connect with me on my DMs. I'm at Radiant Vitality Wellness. I'll see you back here next week with more non-diet motivation. And in the meantime, be well. And here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation, and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on, and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.